What's up, everyone out there? Welcome back to Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network with your host, John Legay. a big Johnny stud to my friends coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. Oh, you can see I still got a little something going on, a lot of screaming, getting ready for the upcoming season. You couldn't stop me, wild horses couldn't drag me away from you. The Cork Stats crew, everybody, welcome back, man. Is this the best time of year or what? Make sure you press the like button and please subscribe to the channel. Maybe more importantly, with drafts right around the corner, make sure you check out the playlist. That Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets playlist is sick right now. I, I Listen, I don't care if I did it or not. It is possibly the best free resource anywhere out there for this advanced analysis that we do here and you're going to get a little bit more of that today you can tell for the background we're in beautiful globe life park though i hate these corporate names me it's texas ranger stadium and we'll be looking at 27 year old free agent superstar Corey seager you know i've done a ton of these videos like i mentioned and at this point i i almost like to try and disprove my priors so for all the drafts i've done i probably have 50 live drafts under my belt i've been doing draft and holds since you know christmas time essentially and you know do a lot of work to validate my picks which i'm very proud of and i pull the curtain to show you how i come to these conclusions but when you get to the end sometimes you have to say wow you know i don't have this player i do have this player and then you see maybe sharp people in the industry do and Corey Seager really checks all those boxes I've never really been a Seager guy I think I was late to the party when he was a healthy player and then he started missing a lot of time and that kind of gets me off it we never really got steals which makes him unappealing in Roto League so we're going to dive on in and see if we can disprove that and see if maybe I should have been or want to draft him in these few remaining days if you're new to the work welcome aboard we're going to be taking you know an analytical breakdown through Corey Seager's entire profile we're going to look at last year's stats but that's not where it stops because we want to break it up into discipline elevation batted ball quality we're going to bust out some rolling charts see if we can pick up on some trends we're going to look at a custom batted ball quality chart and that will hopefully help us after looking at the projections come to our own conclusion which i think is the most important thing we're not never always going to be right or wrong but providing we validate the work we do you keep your head up high, and that allows you a objective spot to backtest from, let's say. right? So I create a rigid template with which to do my work. And again, it doesn't always work, but when it doesn't, I can go back having limited those variables in my analysis to help me find out where we went right or where we went wrong. As always, let's begin with the tail of the tape. I have all the Roto stats from last year up on the board. I do know we have some audio-only listeners, so of course I'm going to do my best to walk you through it. Though I do really recommend that you try and get over to YouTube or my Twitter handle, MLB Moving Averages. That's at MLB Moving AVG to get a hold of the graphics because sometimes visualization really is the key. Seager, I mentioned the big hiccup there. It's the time played, you know, 95 games, only 409 played appearances, but it was hit by pitch on the hand. Not something we generally want to punish guys for being injury prone. That's kind of silly. Over a 300 average, that is delicious. 54 runs, 57 ribbies, 16 homers, and a steal, which again, really not great considering extrapolating towards a full complement of plate appearances considering the context right 400 is two-thirds of 600 so if you bump up those runs and ribbies by 25 apiece the 300 average again is delicious but 75 runs and 75 ribbies now the homers looking um really nice 
but still not jumping off the page considering the bottom column of no steals. So I think when we take a closer look at last year's production, um, the surface stats all very good and the average is fully validated, 915 OPS, but see what a 292 expected batting average, that's excellent, 523 expected slug. The disciplinary stats are incredible, 16% K to 12% walk, a 5% K minus walk is absolutely awesome the chase rate isn't checked above average in zone contact rate he really does a lot of things well in the box he does put the ball on the ground a bit too much something we're going to get into when we get into our power expectations right we need lift now one thing that i talk about in this show that you're not going to get everywhere else is standard deviation of launch angle other people are always talking about launch angle average launch angle is always it's got i don't I shouldn't say always it's going to get you in trouble and i can just tell you why let's think about 10 batted ball events okay half of them were popped up straight into the air the other half were knocked right down into the ground if we take the average it gives us something in the middle which is close to ideal however when we get out the microscope we'll see we had zero ideal events and that's where average will get you in trouble where average can help you of course is on the edges so where a lot of people have gone now is standard deviation of launch angle don't worry about the name if it's intimidating Think of it as launch angle tightness, and this should make sense. Balls pop right up into the air, and right into the ground will give you a wide variation, right? That's what we're looking for, standard deviation, the variation. And if it's tight, that's what we're looking for, a very tight ray. A batter that has good enough bat control to keep the batted ball events in a tight window. Seeger, one of the best in the business at that. Now, being around 28 degrees is average. Seeger at 26, again, one of the best in the biz, though the average launch angle is a bit low. So, again, we can use averages on the ends. Seeger's is very low, and it has actually decreased three years in a row. That average launch angle has gone down three years in a row, and that, again, is going to affect power expectancy of course when there are no steals something that we need a ton of let's get into the first basket that's discipline again for the audio only listeners i do like to use rolling charts to pick up on trend indication looking at 40 game sets at a time and plotting them the same way we would with stocks now this is something i covered writing at the athletic please check out my stuff over there if you'd like how we can use these charts in technical analysis look at the rolling k um, lower highs followed by lower lows that's a bearish channel which for k rate is a good thing right we want a k rate for a hitter to be decreasing and that's what we've seen nothing is ever going to move up or down in perpetuity we need ebbs and flows peaks and valleys this is real life people so yes there are times when it's on the rise that's life but the overall trend is distinctly down, again, pointing to the bearish channel. So at 27 years old, there's still room for disciplinary growth. I think the best might be yet to come in this basket. And then I always like to compare it to Z contact. That's in zone contact rate. Again, cutting K's on its own is not enough. Now, yes, cutting K's is always a good thing. But you could be cutting K's and exchanging them for walks. And in fantasy, that's not necessarily great. In points, leagues, it helps more than Roto. But in Roto, particularly for a hitter that doesn't steal, walking and getting on first really doesn't move the needle for you. So I like to look at in-zone contact rate. And you see there is quite a bit of oscillation here. 
But again, let's think back to technical analysis. This is really a rectangular pattern. We have tops around 92%, bottoms around 82%, and the average ends up in the mid to high 80s. The contact rate is fine for Seeger. Let's move on to the barbecue. That's your BBQ, your batted ball quality. I like to come up with these custom charts for everybody. And again, for the audio-only listeners, I take our subjects power basket, hard hit rates, barrel, blast, dynamic hard hit rate, and home run to fly ball, and plot it on a bar graph against the average. We want to not only know how much better at hitting the ball our player is, but it'll give us an idea of maybe how easy it might be to replace. So Seager's power metrics are very strong. Hard hit rate via Fangrass at 41%, which is excellent. 49% on Savant, which is also excellent. The bow rate at 12 50% better than the league average, nothing wrong with that, but the blast rate at 3.8 is equal to the blast rate of the league. Now, this is pretty telling. Blasts are the ideal subset of barrels, so to have that many barrels but not have the blast tells us the elevation problems I mentioned are coming through the stat page. And that's why I like to walk through all these things. I never want to be thought of as someone that just reads statistics. That's not only boring, it's not helpful. But I'm trying to give you an idea of why we use the different baskets and then how we apply them. So these advanced stats, though good, that blast rate is a bit worrisome. So let's keep an eye on that. We've got to keep that on the front of our mind. Again, that elevation coming into play, hurting my at least my expectancy for power. But I don't want to just make full-on conclusions before we do all the work. So I also brought up a couple more charts here. We have Corey Seager's barrel rate year over year plotted on the left with his spray chart plotted on the right. Now, the reason I wanted to put that one on the right is you can see the concentration of balls right at that zero degree mark. You know, we don't really want them there and the all the balls right below it. If Seeger were to lift that a little bit, you are talking about sky is the ceiling. But considering the three-year, year-over-year decrease, I'd not say it can't happen, but the trend is our friend and the trend is not moving in that direction. But the bow rate is increasing, is in a bullish trend, and is in the double digits. So we're not trying to demean Corey Seeger's power outright here. But where you have to get him in fantasy drafts and the players you have to take him over, those are the real decisions. So the power basket is heading in the right direction. The average launch angle has not. So I'm still a bit worried. Let's check out the projections with people smarter than me to see where they lie. The bat X has Corey Seager as shortstop nine, returning $12.50, which probably feels about fair for the draft cost, though, again, this is category-based if you're playing Roto. So I, I'm i not sure if it pays the bills for me in Roto, which is funny, right? Not all $13 returns are created equal. The 285 batting average doing a bunch of lifting here, and that's fine. Batting average is extremely important, and I think considering all of the metrics that I laid out, it, uh, there's no reason to think he is going to have a poor batting average. And just to think about how good you have to be to have a 285 projection, you know, a mean projection of 285. So I think all the bat skills are excellent. I think the bat ball skills are good for average, right? We don't want too much lift because extreme fly ball hitters are going to be hurt in the average department. So part of the elevation that hurts the power also helps the average. The runs and rubies, I guess they feel fair. Seager being projected for 567 plate appearances, 
Part of me thinks that Texas Ranger lineup might be a bit better than than, uh, the market thinks, especially up front. And if Seager does give us 600 PAs with a 285 BA, and we know the walk rate is very good, I think the runs should be a bit higher at least, right? Ribbies, we're depending on other hitters. Runs, we've got to be on base. So I think... I, I think... Uh, Seager's run total might be a bit low here. I think I'd be willing to bump them both up to 85. And I guess I shouldn't have said it's not that runs don't depend on other people, but you could score runs on on outs, and you can't knock in, you know, I guess you could knock in a run there too. So that's why right. i probably bump them both up to about 85. And again, I want to, I'm very clear about my process. Things are not really exact. Like, I guess we could take some rates and get calculations. But again, if we're splitting hairs between 83 and 84 rubies, I think that might be a waste of our time. So the projection systems are probably in line here. 27 home runs. I guess I probably should have led with that. That probably feels about fair. And I think that's where I was going with my argument as I was getting through it is even with the full complement of PAs, right? If we get the 567, 27 home runs with no steals, not doing it for me. It's it just not, it's just not doing it for me because you know, I have other things that I've got to take care of, right? 27 home runs with no steals, and even if we call it the 85 rubies and runs, just feels like things that we can get later on. So, in, in conclusion, yeah, I'm, I'm off of Seager, particularly for roto formats. I, I can't get there with the price. Um, that profile is going around players like J.D. Martinez and even Austin Riley, who we've covered on this. Please check that out. And, and that's actually a really good example of opportunity cost and i even like a bunch of shortstops later something we also covered on the shortstop episode check that out when we did positional breakdowns taking the projected dollar return and plotted that against adp to look for values so i really love you know guys like willie adamas i think it's phenomenal i covered him as well so if i can get adamas where i think the power might even be on par maybe giving up a bit of average but i'm gonna get those steals and all the counting stats but I get the price, and I can get a guy like J.D. Martinez or Austin Riley that have 38, 40, 42 home runs possibly in the bat, right? Don't think Seager can get there with the lift, and in particular, I'm interested in Riley because we've seen all those progressions. We've seen disciplinary improvements with elite batted ball quality, and he's got a great contact. So I'm, I'm very high on Riley. I also think third base is very hard to fill. So, you know, there, again, it just... Don't want to say my way is right and this way is wrong and don't drift Seager no matter what. I'm just trying to give you an idea of how I come to that conclusion because he's not a bad player. 285 average certainly plays. But, man, I think I think Riley could hit 285 but have the 35 home run uh, season just like we saw last year. So I think for Roto, I think i got to get away from Seager at the price. I'm going to let other people go after that. And I'm, I hope I made this argument with data and didn't just, oh, he's injury prone, I don't want to do it because I got a hit by pitch on the hands, not something really in his um, control. Hopefully he's got like a titanium glove going forward. So I think that'll do it for us here at Cork Stats and the Mayo Media Network. I hope you enjoyed the breakdown of Corey Seager. I'm going to continue to be off of him in Roto, and maybe I will give him a closer look if he falls in point or OPS leagues like Underdog or any of those best ball kind of formats where I think then he's a bit more viable. I just got to get more hope runs without the steals at the course so that'll do it thank you for spending your time here with us please plus that thumbs up button if you like the video we are definitely working very hard around here please subscribe so you don't miss a single thing we're going to be coming hot and heavy 
in just a few days, I'll be on the uh, Pat Mayo Experience with Chris Meany. We'll be talking NL futures. That's right. You don't end in fantasy, people. Just wait till the betting begins. And we are really, really, really going to go wheels up and just take this to the next level. There's not another thing like this anywhere on the web. So thanks for picking up what I'm putting down. I catch you on the flip side. And please remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. All right, y'all, peace. 